0: Again, I want to say welcome to this episode of a Come, Church and Society. Uh, just give me a minute as I get my PowerPoint up for you for us to go right into our discussion for today. Again. I want to say welcome, welcome to Die Kinder Come Church and Society. Uh, Today is July 4th. I want to say happy independence to my fellow Americans out there. But one thing I want you to remember, July 4th, 1776 my ancestors were not free they were still in bondage they were still in slavery not just my ancestors but white women were not free by that time so as we celebrate this independence let us be reminded about the injustice about the words written by Thomas Jefferson that all men are created equally endowed by the creator he meant white men, not white women, not black and brown people, because on July 4th my ancestors they were still in bondage they were still in bondage, and women were not even free at that time now let's go to our topic that's one thing I want you to be informed about Independence Day. Now, let's go into our topic for today. The symbol of the Confederate flag to black and brown bodies. You have heard a different conversation when it comes to the Confederate flag, not just the Confederate flag, but issues of monuments. That are all across the United States of America. The naming of our schools and libraries across the country, mainly down in the South. That is in relationship to the Confederate flag, the Confederacy. So we're just gonna take a little bit about it. What does it mean when I see these symbols, when I see people wear these symbols and proud of it? Some people call it soft and pride. But maybe you do not know the story. Or maybe you know the story. But you want to do the actual reason. The flags and the monuments were flying for. Maybe you want to implement that reason. Monuments were all across this country being built. Maybe that's the reason. You display it everywhere you go. But I must be frank with you. It's possible that some people display the flag. They do not know the history of this flag. They do not know what a person like me, not just a black or brown person, but a person with scholarship in African American, uh, chest studies, and African studies, which is central to race relation in America. When I see these flags and the monuments, they it said a lot to me, and it say a lot to black and brown bodies some of us do not know. So for this brief one hour, we're going to give us some essential information that will help us. The symbol of the confederate flag, to black and brown Americans. And it's a good time to talk about this topic on Independence Day, July 4th. The first thing we got to look at, what is the confederacy? The confederacy wasn't unrecognized breakaway states that fought against the united states during the american civil war so in another war the confederacy they were rebels they were rebels they rebelled against the united states in another war they were terrorists so my god how do we adore terrorists how do we adore People that rebel against this great country. Why should we honor them? It's part of our history. I believe personally that these flags and monuments should be placed in a lobby, should be placed in a museum for us to go and see it. I travel a lot, and, and, and uh, I was in Germany. I and my wife, we went to all the different different museums, and you will find all these things that happen. To people in Germany during Hitler regime, they are not celebrating it. It's in a history museum. People go there and look at it and see the brutal history of Germany. So in the same way, these flags and monuments need to be in museum, not flying around and honoring the statues. You know what happened? We honor these statues. We're gonna give you some factual information. As we go through this, 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 uh, our podcast today, the Confederacy, there were states that rebelled against the United States of America. Simple, they rebelled. In another term, we call them rebels. I wonder which country in the world people celebrate rebels. I don't know. My native country, Liberia, we had to save a civil war there. You know, yep. Something happens people celebrate the rebels there too the Confederacy okay I decided to describe the Confederacy the first rebel group in the United States of America these people were not heroes these people were rebels and as we go further I would like you to know and for you to be able to understand why these people turn out to be rebels That's what it matters to black and brown people, black and brown Americans. So I want to tell you why these people became rebels. Why they rebelled against the United States of America. The Confederacy was originally formed by a succession of seven slave holding states. South Carolina, Mississippi, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, and Texas. But later on, additional states joined the Confederacy in the lower south region of the united states whose economy was heavily dependent upon agriculture particularly cotton, and a plantation system that relied upon the labor of african-american slaves you see why they became rebels they became rebels because they wanted to continue the most evil that took place on the american continent here in north america here in the united states oh i call it the greatest evil that took place and i hope as time goes by uh african leaders our african leaders can be able to go to the united nations to declare the transatlantic slave trade as a genocide because transporting our ancestors from the west coast of Africa to North America, more than 3 million of our ancestors did not make it to America. They got drowned, somebody died, more than 3 million. That's a genocide against black and brown bodies. So the, the, the reason this rebel group started because at the time Abraham Lincoln had signed the emancipation, letting black people to be free in the United States putting an end to slavery in the United States. that's what brought about a rebel war in America because the softening people and one thing I can wrap my head on during that time the softening us they were Democrats I don't know, how can a racist party in the 1800s now turn to be, you know, you know, a different one? And the party that stood up for black and brown lives now got a precedent that said black lives is a symbol of hate. I can wrap my head around that. That would be another time for us to talk about that. What happened? The the Slave Party, which was a Democratic Party, now they are the advocate for black and brown lives. What happened? What happened to Lincoln Party? What happened to Reagan's party? That's called for another discussion. But in short, The Confederacy, the Civil War started because there were Caucasian people in the South that wanted for black and brown people to remain slaves, to remain dehumanized, to remain, to be whipped, to be dehumanized, to be raped. Everything you can, you can add it up. That's the reason the Civil War started. That's the reason of the Confederacy. So you see, when you fly that flag, when you wear that flag buckle to church, and your black pastor sees it, that's what he sees. If you wear that that flag buckle in the streets, and some of some people, black and brown people, see it, that's why they see. A group that wants for black and brown people to remain less him. And, it's, and, and, and the challenging thing, and the surprising part about it, some of these people go to what we call church. Some of these people claim what we call Christianity. You something that it's difficult to believe. But indeed, they do. They do. The reason behind the Confederate flag and the rebellion against the United States of America They are convinced that white supremacy and the institution of slavery were threatened by the november eighteen sixty election of Republican Kennedy Abraham Lincoln to the United States Presidency on the platform which opposed the expansion of slavery into the Western territories. The Confederacy declare its secession in rebellion against the United States, with the royal States becoming known as the Union doing the ensuring American Civil War. I just talk about it a little bit. because they wanted to keep our ancestors down. They wanted to keep dehumanizing our ancestors. They wanted to keep dehumanizing them. That's the reason that's the reason of the confederacy and when we see these flags, flying and these statues this is what we see we do not see freedom we do not see heroes we see rebels We see people that dehumanize our ancestors that's what we see I suppose later on I'm gonna display some images for you to see again if you're just stopping by i want to say welcome to die church and society the perfective walls crowded in the wilderness the issue behind the confederacy i continue to talk about the issue uh talk about slavery and some people still be asking to say no it wasn't the reason but it was the reason there are so many there are so many evidence that we have. There are evidence in history that was the reason of this flag that people call softening pride. Suffering pride, dehumanizing another person. No, come on. The Confederacy Vice President, the Confederate Vice President was Elizana Ish. Uh, Stevens, uh, a little history by a designer, he was a Confederate vice president. He also served as governor in the states of Georgia. In his address, a union address, in one of the new address of the Confederacy. This is a quote from that speech. The Peter of that conf- the Confederacy, upon the great truth that the Negro is not equal to the white man, That slavery subordination to the superior race is his natural and normal condition. How sad is that? How evil is that? The Negro is not equal to the white man. So don't be surprised if you see our current president who I 100% convinced is a racist. When you hear Aaron saying, you know the black man is—he called these black congress people dumb, dumb, dumb—because that's that, you know, that's myth. But one thing he doesn't know: civilization started from Africa. That was the word of the vice president of the Confederacy. So the reason. The flag came about. The reason the civil war came about. Is the wanted to racist white men wanted to continue to dehumanize black and brown bodies. So in that delusional mind that the black man was less human. And Some of them still believe it today. Like the president of the United States of America Okay, now listen, uh, if you see this when you see this in your neighborhood, what would you say? If you see this flag in your neighborhood your neighbor you just been passing bad and with all these demonstrations and movements being brought down by the com- Uh, been brought down by protesters across America and your neighbor decided to change his window cat to the Confederate flag either he know either he's ignorant to it or that neighbor is a racist he won to his you know voice of white supremacy vows that black and brown people are less human. that delusional maybe you have that delusional living like he's in 1968 just the way the president of the united states is campaigning like he's in 1968 america when you see this in your neighborhood in your neighborhood what will you do what will you say listen up this is america as we say land of the free, land of the free home of the brave and if you just stopping by I want to say this is die cannot come church on society with Reverend Davis uh, the perfected voice crying in the wilderness as I usually say when you come to church you are congregants when you go into the society you are citizen therefore whatsoever affects the congregant affects the citizen and when it affects the citizen then you must hear the prophetic voice crying in the wilderness. In the whole issue of the Confederacy flag, as we'll come to the movements, I will talk about later, but if you look at all the movements that they're trying to protect today, these monuments they started to be built after the time of the reconstruction when black and brown people, even though being let go free, being left with nothing, but because our sisters are so resilient, they start to make life better. Then that came another white backlash that brought about Jim Crow, about segregation in the United States of America. So then if you go through the entire so the segregation during that period, then you find as more as time went by for black and brown people to gain more rights, They started to build Confederacy flag all across America, Confederate movement, to say we are still supreme over you because of the color of your skin. So, there's something I want to talk about the lost cause. The lost cause, that's what you have been seeing recently by the President of the United States of America, trying to hold on to that white supremacy ideology. The lost cause of the confederacy or the simply the lost cause is an American sort of historical ideology that holds that the cause of the Confederate States during the American Civil War was a just and heroic one. White supremacy is a characteristic of the lost cause narrative and support of Jim Crow and the support of Jim Crow so the whole idea of the president passing you know he's signing uh, the president signing uh, orders you know uh, he how do they call it, the presidential or something that you should have signed? Yep, the the executive order, the president signed, putting how to all movement. All he's trying to do, he's living at the lost cause. The the lost cause ideology. When he stood at Mount Rushmore yesterday, for me, that was the most racist movement of his presidency. When he stood there and said our heritage, when he stood there about protecting movements, movements of people that dehumanize black and brown bodies that was that was sad for me that was a, that was one of the saddest day in the history of this great country to stand on Mount rushmore and proclaim a message of racism and division that's the worst so that's the ideology when more people cling, say there were more rights than the ideology of the lost cause, they push this whole narrative that the whole Southern thing, you know, these people were heroes and this is our great history. How would you call rebels great history? People that rebel against the United States, treason, people that rebel against our country, how you call them heroes? No. They are terrorists, they were terrorists, not just terrorists, they were racist. Because the main aim of the war was for them because they wanted to continue to dehumanize black and brown bodies. That was the main cause, that was the main thing, that was the main reason they were doing these things. Yeah, that was the main reason they were doing these things. To dehumanize black and brown bodies. That's the main reason they were doing these things. That was the main reason. Why Confederate movements, mo- monuments and display of Confederate? Oh, oh, I think I missed today my question. Okay. Why? the war behind the confederate movements and the displays of confederate flags and the display of confederate flag that's what I may have why why according to according to the American Historical Association memorials to the Confederacy erected during this period were intended in part to excuse the terrorism required to overthrow reconstruction and to intimidate african americans politically and isolate them from the mainstream of public life you see you see the story behind the movements the reason they start erecting these movements because these movements were they were erected right after the civil war no when reconstruction started, when people, when black and brown bodies, our resilience, ancestors, when they tried to make their life better, so the movements were built to overthrow the reconstruction and to intimidate our ancestors politically and isolate them from the mainstream of public life. A little wave of movement building coincided <laughs> with the civil rights movements you see it right there after reconstruction time they didn't pay any movements again but because there was jim crow they supported the jim crow the segregation of white and blacks in you know, a white restaurant black restaurant and all these things the segregation of uh, of white and brown people which is very sad jim crow the church was part of jim crow So racism has been taught by both the state and the church. It's a very sad thing. But you know, at any time at the end of my show, I give uh, my audience a way forward. How can we be better people? How can we establish that one love that Bob Marty talked about at the beginning of, of my podcast? You see the sad thing? So the first way of movement uh, was the reconstruction. Then the next one coincided with the time of the Civil Rights Movement. Because now, you know, uh, James Crow is going to end. Uh, black and brown bodies are going to be in politics. Black and brown bodies are going to get power. So it was a way to intimidate them. You see? it's sad because after the civil war they went into lynching they went into lynching black and brown bodies from lynching now it's the movements but one thing i know our people are resilience people we are resilient folks we are resilient folks and according to the american historical uh association this symbol of white supremacy has still been invoked for similar purposes. I'm not the one saying, it; though I've seen it from my own observation, but those who are scholarship in American history and Civil War history, when these things have been displayed, it's a display of white supremacy. That we are better than you. You are less human. That's the truth. And the thing about eight, some of these people go to church some of the people claim to be christian that's the sad thing about it some of these people claims to be christian that's the very sad thing about it and again if you just join us i want to say welcome to die Come, church and society the Prophetic voice in the wilderness by rev david Uh, you listen to uh, President Trump. He talks about pride and, you know, our pride, our heritage. But yes, one of President Trump pride. Trump retweeted racist videos showing supporters yelling, White power, white power, white power. Imagine in 2020, would somebody tell me, that were going to imagine it as an immigrant coming to this country that my ancestor built. You know, I'm an African. Some people may be wondering when I say my ancestor built. The first slaves, 20 slaves that arrived at the port of Virginia, they came from my native country, what is today called Liberia. They were kidnapped by Portuguese. Yeah, the first in the 1800s. They came directly. From Liberia, what is now called Liberia, at the time it was called the Wild West. So when I say my ancestors, it's just it's direct. It's not just you know, I'm not just talking about you know another black man from the continent of Africa, but just the way slavery affected black Americans born in America. It affected me too. As a Liberian, this is his pride. He retweet. Yelling, white power, white power. Imagine, in 2020, in 2020, in 2020, the president of the greatest nation, as we call it, on the planet, is retweeting a person who wants to go and live back in the 1800s where he will get power to dehumanize black and brown bodies it's just sad it's it's pitiful it's just pitiful it's sad what historians say about the confederate uh, movements i just gave you one example another historian but let's let me dig into three different historians, giving you uh historical facts and information Not just propaganda here on darkin.com. According to historian Jane Daly from the University of Chicago, in many cases the purpose of the movements was not to celebrate the past but rather to promote a white supremacy future. That's a reality. Another historian, Karen E. Cox from the University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Has written that the movements are a legacy of brutality brutally racist James Crow era and that the whole point of Confederate movements is to celebrate white supremacy so you see why people we want for these movements to come down Robert Lee and Alexander all these people movements to come down let them come down. Let them go to the museum. Let them go to the museum. I know one thing. I know since I've been a United States citizen, we do not celebrate people like that. We don't. We don't. So it's a time for us to return from the rivers of racism and to a time of brotherly love when we shall show one love as one people created by God. According to the Civil War, according to Civil War historian, Judith Grebres, professor of history at Valanova University, she said this, white supremacy is really what these participation trophies represent. And I agree with her. I agree with all these historians. That's what these women represent. They represent. It's a terrible history of America. It must be told that these people were terrorists. These are the history of people our children need to learn. Our children in the South. I was in Texas when I became citizen, so I consider myself as a Texans. Yeah. So our children in the south they might know let them know the real history of the confederacy that these people were terrorists these people were rebels these people wanted the continued dehumanization of black and brown bodies this is the history people need to know about these people they were rebels they rebelled against the united states and the only reason they rebelled because they wanted to continue in the delusion that black and brown bodies were not human; they were subhuman. These are the history our kids need to learn. Not that they were heroes. No, they were not heroes. They were not heroes. I will use the personal word. They are talks They were thugs. I'll use it for the right people, not for the wrong people. A little talk about uh, President Donald Trump. I uh, think the most recent movement of his was last night, uh, Manu Rushmore, when he defended what supremacy and and created more division in the United States of America. Uh, I, 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 I Donald Trump pride. I'm going to show you the pride that Donald Trump was talking about. You know, they want to destroy our pride, we gotta protect our our history. Let me show you images of confederate flag in relation to the black and brown bodies. This is what those folks wanted to continue. And when Donald Trump advocated in the ideology of the lost cause, this is what he's trying to say. The black and brown bodies gotta go back to this the black and brown bodies gotta go back to this you see i know some people watch me to think i'm kind of a radical pastor no i'm just uh i'm just unveiling the truth as i tell my people i tell my friends until america can reach to the point until Congress can say, we're going to establish a racial healing and a, 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 a reconciliation convention. And we're going to start a conversation in every living room in America. Start a conversation from across the country. Hear my story. Let me hear your story. Let's talk about this evil that happened to black and brown bodies. Let's talk about them. And then we can move forward as one people. We cannot keep just putting this on in the wrong. If we talk about, oh, you want to play the race card. No, this is not about race card. This is about unveiling the true history of America. As I always say, I say, America's original sin is racism. As Martin Luther King said, America is like the prodigal son. He left his father home, he went away. And the prodigal son came back. But America, America... Haven't reached home yet until we can talk about these things. Until we can sit in circles across America and have conversation in our living room, in our darling dining room table, that we are one people. Until then, then we will keep saying it, we'll keep talking about it. That's the way forward. We must have the conversation. a evil took place against. The African continent the African people let realize and say yes this was evil this was wrong and let's turn the page what can we do to have a better society as I will tell to my my Caucasian friends and you know start the conversation find yourself a black friend find your friend a white friend And let's listen to one another's story. This is what the Confederate flag, the symbol that flag symbol this is why they want the one want, they wanted uh America to return to when they started the Civil War when they rebelled against America. this is why they wanted to go to and when donald trump when President Trump and from my rush mostly say our heritage. A crunch is this a heritage that is uh, I, I, my person is talking about this images is a selling selling a mother from her child you know as you go deep into black scholarship as I have gone into when our forefathers were taking from the slave ship when they bring them they will separate them from 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 the case and the mother and I must tell you Family is one of the things that hold us together as black and brown people. Our family connection. That's the reason if you go to our homes, you won't find us saying, This is my step brother, this is my foster child, uh, this is, you know, this is my half brother. It was my first time here, and I wore half brother when I came to America. Yeah, but in America, in like in Africa, in Liberia, where I come from, we say, Oh, this is my brother, please tell me my brother, please tell me my sister. So family is our bound and they knew it so 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 to create more pain and agony for our sisters they will separate them they will sell the, the, the kid to another person and they will sell the mother to another person this is this is the heritage that Donald Trump is talking about our heritage yeah this is the heritage Donald Trump is talking about it's in the winter Black and brown's body chain to remain outside. These were mental. These were these were these were uh, things they used to punish slaves. Yeah, these are things they used to punish slaves. This is what Donald Trump is calling our heritage. When you talk about the Confederacy, because this is where the Confederacy wanted America to remain. The Confederacy wanted America to remain this dark place for black and brown bodies. you know there, there's a lot of things to happen. So when, so when we see the Confederate flag, we who have scholarship in African- American justice and African justice, which is centered around race relation in America, we know the history we have read we have read deeply, Into the history, these are the things. This is what Donald Trump called our heritage when he defended Confederacy. This is not America heritage. This is not America heritage. America heritage is when I was in sixth grade, I pick up a book. Sixth grade, way in Liberia, West Africa, I pick up a book, and I came across a speech four schools and seven years ago our father our father brought forth on this continent a new nation conceiving liberty dedicated that all men are created equal that's the actual picture of america but we have few people that continue to cover that picture of america there are very few America history. It was one of the this I came across another speech. On August 28, 1968, a quarter of Americans gathered Washington, D.C. to hear Dr. came when he said, I have a dream. I had a dream that one day my four little children will one day live in a country where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but the content of their character. That is American heritage that is our heritage our heritage that all men are created equal that is our heritage if you can work hard you can succeed in america that is our heritage when americans came together during 9 11 as one people that is our heritage But we got few with power who are racist. They want to cover that beautiful heritage. American heritage is when Ronald Reagan signed the biggest immigration reform built in this country that grant people citizenship. Black, brown, yellow people. That's America heritage. That's America pride. America pride and heritage is that every year we grant 50,000 immigrant visa to people around the world that is our heritage the Statue of liberty bring your weary that is our heritage not this and Donald Trump sat down there and and, and, and delivered the darkest speech from my own perspective, the darkest speech in American history, proclaiming division and overflowing racism. It's painful. It is painful. This is what Donald Trump calls his heritage. That that is Donald Trump heritage, our heritage. Defending the Confederacy. These people were rebels. These people were evil. So you see, when I see the flag, these are the thing I see. When I see Robert, Robert Lee movement, these are the thing I see. The dehumanization of my ancestors. This is what I see. This is President Trump' heritage. she's talking about. It is yours as well. You see why? You see, kids picking counting down in the South. Let me give you some history lesson. If you're not familiar with American history, if you're born in America, let me fam- let me catch you with some American history. After the signing, after the Emancipation, when slavery, everything. You know, people have become free, but those in the south continue to hold slaves. And during that time, there was no way for them to go to Africa to get slaves because at the time our people, they you know, they said this is not gonna be happening. They got to realize they realize what was happening was evil. So our people weren't doing it. So what what people were doing, even on the west coast, what people were doing and in the south. They were breeding, the breeding of African, uh, of American slave. Like, you know, you 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 breed chicken and you got a bunch of chicken. So they would take slave men and the force them to have sex with women. Sometimes the women were a sister, sometimes the women was their mother. They force them to have sex with them so they can have babies. Then they take the babies, they carry them down south and they sell the babies that's the reason this picture you see you see no kids picking cotton that's the evil that happened to black and brown bodies the evil that happened to our people our ancestors that people do not want to talk about when you talk about it they say you're playing a race card. no this is not about playing a race card. this is about America evil for us to turn the page for us to be able to come together as people we must talk about the evil that happened to us that happened to our ancestors the shooting of our brothers and sisters by police officers, we must talk about them. We must talk about them for us to be able to go on our way forward. We can't just pass legislation and pass law and say it's over. No. Because if the law is sitting there, another person, Mr., oh my God, another racist president, Donald Trump, who will come there and, and get rid of all the law. But we need to start conversation in every home, in every dining room table and talk about race relations in America. Let's admit that America original sin is racist. And let's talk about it. The time for us not to talk about it is over. It's now. Now is the time. Now is the time. Today's the heritage that the is talking about. It's the picture of the Confederacy. Because that's where they wanted to remain breeding our ancestors breeding our people and the kids working on cotton farms down south that's why they want it and at the end of the day greed they want the money they want the wealth then when we talk about the american government paying us with african descent direct to slavery paying us respiration and they said no our people work and they didn't get paid. They didn't get paid. They didn't get paid. So this country owes us a lot. Our people built this country. Our ancestors they built this country. They built this country. This is President Trump' heritage. He's talking about our heritage. When he defends the Confederacy this is what Donald Trump is talking about so maybe if you're a black man in the audience maybe you don't know you don't know your own history this is what Donald Trump is talking about the Confederacy the dehumanizing of black and brown bodies this is it this is it by the end of the day as I often tell my audience there is a way for As some of us are seeing the light, we are better than this. Yes', the good news: We shall overcome. We are better people. We are better people. Mississippi legislature passes bill to eliminate Confederate simple from, from the state flag. The flag been flying for years in Mississippi, more than 100 years. And Mississippi is a, a terrible place. You can imagine in 2020, a pastor, a white pastor, talks about racial equality, talks about police brutality, and he, a congregation voting out. Because he talked about racial equality. They're voting out. Because you're talking about freedom. When I read the article, it just, I said, oh my God. And I wonder, is that a church? Or is it just a social club? (laughs) That can be a church. That you vote a pastor out because of that. And when I read it again, I said, I'm glad I'm a United Methodist pastor. The bishop appoints me, they don't vote me out. we shall overcome we are better people americans we are better people don't allow a racist president to divide us it's a time for us to say no to his bigotry and his racist behavior and thoughts don't get in bed with the devil Because you get a delusional that they will change everything abortion and marriage, everything will miraculously change. No, you don't need a government to preach that abortion is wrong. You don't need a government to preach that Christian marriage is one man, one woman. No, you don't need a government to do that. The only thing you need, you need a Bible and a voice. That's it. You don't need a government to do that for you. Then the government passed a law, another person will come and change the law, another person will change the law. But if you take the Bible and preach it, it will touch souls, it will touch lives. And you can preach it with love, not with hate. And as we gather close to our podcast for today, uh, I want to remind you about these words of Dr. King. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. So it's no longer time to be silent, it's time to be that prophetic voice in the wilderness shouting. You see, the sad thing about the church today, the white That protesters and other people are doing they have religious work. They are work for the church. The church should be the perfective voice screaming in the wilderness. The church should be the one speaking against the evil of racism and injustice and structural racism and produce brutality. It should be the church. The church should start the conversation for in the central world in buildings across America the church can make a difference and now the church allow a religious a Christian message being spread by outsiders in another sense but those outsiders are Christian they are being converted by the scripture. When Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, relief to the captive. The voice of the church, it's time, it's time for you to wake up, preachers. It's time for you to be that prophetic voice. Acts 7, 33 verses uh, uh, thirty three to thirty four. Then the Lord said to him, "Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have indeed seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groaning, and have come down to set them free. Now come, I will send you back to Egypt." that's the prophetic voice god is saying to every christian out there that he has heard the crowd of the oppressed and it's a time for you to not remain silent but to speak out start a conversation wherever you are start a conversation at your church start a conversation at your darling hall start your conversation as you run into people listen to their story let them listen to your story let them listen to your story the confederate flag, in relation to black and brown bodies so at the end of the day i want you to know that when we see the confederate flag in the movements we see the dehumanization of our people we see the evil of racism and we do not need to celebrate them as americans they belong in the museum it's time we place them in the museum where they belong let's go and learn about them but not learn about them as heroes no they were racist they were terrorists they were rebels they rebelled against the united states of america they committed treason yep that's what it did so they're not heroes they are not heroes as I often before I close my talk I usually give you the way forward so don't take me to be this radical guy that's just talking about race relation no there's a way forward where we take it truth racial healing and transformation cycle besides being a preacher that also holds a graduate degree in dispute resolution so, one of my specialty is restorative justice, where we dialogue in circles and talk about issues. It's the best way to talk about issues. But if we trace the root of circles, it comes from our African tradition. We usually make a little circle in, in the villages, our grandparents, and and, 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 the, and the talk about conflict instead of the courtroom. So, we can get these circles across America, across our schools, and and have conversation about race relation, listen to my story. let me listen to your story. because if you listen to my story, you won't be this recessionist. If a black kid does something, you call the police. If the white kid does something, you call his parents. You see that happened across America. You go to schools when the black kids drink something, they call the police. In some of the schools, when a white kid do something, they call the parents. So, listen to my story. Listen to the stories of black and brown people across America. And let black and brown people listen to your story. We are not saying our uh, well, white brothers and sisters are racist. No. We know there are people who are racist. They're in the very, very minority. We're not saying our uh, white and Anglo brothers they are not wonderful people, they're wonderful people. All my congregants, they are all Caucasian, and they are wonderful people. They are amazing people. So, the gang, I want you to turn in next week. Next week, I got an interesting topic. I'm gonna to be talking about a very interesting topic. Let me show you the topic I'm gonna to be talking about. A very interesting topic. I keep wrestling with this topic. I've been wrestling with this issue. I'm gonna spend time digging deep into it. And this is what I'm going to be talking about: the unlikely marriage, Trump an evil racist and white evangelica, the unlikely marriage, the unlikely marriage, Trump an evil racist and white evangelica. How did the marriage happen? Why did this marriage happen? Trump and evangelical. How did this marriage happen? why did this marriage happen I'm gonna be digging deeper because people have been wondering about what evangelical support to Trump, and I myself as a as a, as a evangelical as a as, as a black liberation evangelical theologian and preacher I have sort of quite myself a reform evangelical because the marriage is, is just troubling for me I, I don't know the marriage with trump and the evangelical is just troubling for me so turn in next saturday this is what we're going to be talking about the unlikely marriage trump and white evangelical that we're going to be talking about uh next next week so again i want to say thank you for stopping by and spending time with me on die a church and society I will see you again next week, Saturday, same time. And I I appreciate you share the story. Spread the message to people. Let them get the message and the story that we're talking about. And now I'm going to leave you with the words of Bob Marley. If you've been watching me, you notice that I'm a big reggae fan. Because reggae reggae is, is very very prophetic reggae is very very prophetic so now I said thank you this have been uh, Reverend Davis with dark church and society proclaiming God kingdom and if I say this in heaven my okay.